Good morning, everyone. We welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. And thank you for joining us today. And we will start with our morning prayer. Good day, everyone. I'm reading from Course in Divinity and General Collectania, the Blue Book, by Mary Baker Eddy, from pages 222 and 282. Abide in the 91st Psalm and know that such abiding is treatment and protection. There is nothing that can make laws or influence you. There is but one mind, and that is love. Do not give life to evil by attaching it to a person or thing. It cannot live without a body. Man is immortal, one. There is but one infinite manifestation. No error can attach itself to man, and why deceive ourselves by thinking it can do so? Every manifestation of life is ever-present and omnipresent good, and this carries within itself all healing, sustaining. Know that the kingdom of heaven is within you, and this is your armor. And then repeat the following affirmations silently several times each day, not with strained anxiety to get something out of them, but trying calmly to realize the meaning of the words. God is all. There is no evil. All is harmony. There is no discord. All is health. There is no sickness. All is spirit. There is no matter. All is joy. There is no sorrow. All is truth. There is no falsehood. All is faith. There is no fear. All is life. There is no death. All is love. There is no hate. Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you. It's very, very beautiful and a treatment for right now. I think before we go to the watching point, <clears throat> there are a few things to say um, as we hear that D.C. is like a war zone right now. That treatment that Florence just gave us is, is perfect. The words of our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, um, as we know, our watching is the most important thing that's to be done right now. In the carousel, on the carousel, Jeremy has placed the uh, what it was like to watch in Mrs. Eddy's home which is very important that you all read and understand. It was it was done round the clock. And there were some times when they didn't even take their clothes off because they didn't know even why they were watching. But if you watch impersonal, impersonally like this, like was just read, not to give it a, a name and a face, Mrs. Eddie says evil is neither person, place, nor thing. And also what we have on our... On every watch message we send out, we end with, and this is from Watches, Prayers, and Arguments, to the watchers, Hear, O Israel, for the Lord our God is one God. You are not to come in your own name to pray. You are not to control any mind. You are to come only in the divine strength and know that God will rule and does, and that hypnotism and evil minds cannot and do not control men or governments. All power is God good. This is my only formula to Christian scientists for prayer, and God will give you faith that will remove mountains. Remember this. If we can impersonalize it to that degree... God will rule and does rule, and that hypnotism and evil minds cannot and do not control men or governments. To know that impersonally in that way will release God's will to be done 
as in heaven, so on earth. Some of us this past week saw uh, the long year DVD, the last one, about Mrs. Eddy's years at Chestnut Hill. And it was at that time she was faced with the next friend's lawsuit. And I know I, I talked about this a few, a week or so ago, <clears throat> how all the forces of hell were on her head. It was trying to destroy her, trying to destroy Christian science. Um, they tried one way to say that she was incompetent and that an imposter was going out for the daily rides. And when that didn't work, they, and I'm saying they, do you know who they is? <laughs> they. The they, conspirators. Yeah, the conspirators. Who were used. Yes. They wrote to her son and told her son that the people in her household were trying to take all her money and that he needed to get back east and take all her money, more or less. Um, got everything agitated and going. And, and as I said before, there were these well-reputed people who were against her, who had, like, like Joseph Pulitzer and others. And um, as I said, the end of her bed was a picture of Daniel looking not at the lions, but at the light. And also, this was the prayer, which we had in our watching point, <coughs> excuse me, as our watch message this week, this was the prayer she gave her watchers in her household the night before this was to come to the court. The hour is the acme of hate against love, and love alone can meet it. There is no law but the divine, and this law reigns and rules this hour. And you know what that result was. She won. But she knew this. And we must know this as well, because this is the absolute truth. And then God will sort out what needs to be sorted out. And in his way, in his good way, in his good plan for our nation and for our world. And then it also goes on, because during those last years of Mrs. Eddy's, she started the Christian Science Monitor. <clears throat> she did this because she saw at that time, it's gone through all time, as far as I know, in our country, the yellow journalism, the lies, <clears throat> the false attacks. The fake news. The fake news, just absolutely storming, raging. Uh, it, it seems incredible to me that Someone would even want to do something like that, to make lies like that. What, for money? Or just because they didn't like Christian science? She was told by everybody to take the words Christian science out of the name monitor. But she said God told her to keep it in and keep it in, she did. And, and I know in thinking about it, her purpose was to get the name out so people would know what it was and what an upstanding and upright paper it is um that is why she kept it in and and what they had the home home forum where you had a metaphysical article i can remember as a child coming home and i was a child and i couldn't wait to read the the monitor i love that home forum section and the metaphysical article and i love the piece that i got from the that paper. Unfortunately, I no longer get it and haven't for years. But I will say this at that time, what she wrote about it. And this is in Miscellany, page 353, something in a name. Mrs. Eddy is saying this. I have given the name to all the Christian science periodicals. The first was the Christian Science Journal, design, designed to put on record the divine science of truth, the second I entitled Sentinel, intended to hold guard over truth, life, and love. The third, De Herald de Christ Christian de Wissenschaft, trying really hard 
Frank, if you're there, because <laughs> he gave me German lessons. <laughs> I don't know how I did, but anyway. And also, Ute is here today, too. Anyway, that journal, <laughs> to proclaim the universal activity and availability of truth. The next, I named Monitor, to spread undivided the science that operates unspent. And then this. And I knew this as a child, this. The object of the monitor is to injure no man, but to bless all mankind. Now, let us pray that our media will adopt and accept this as a rule for living. And let us pray whatever is to happen in these coming days, that it will be for the the rule of Christ, the reign of Christ on earth, that it will uplift, purify mankind. In order for this to happen, Gary was saying, we, we don't necessarily pray for peace because we can't have peace, peace when there is no peace. But we do pray for enlightenment, for justice, for, for that reign of Christ on earth. Impersonally, again, in whatever way God would bring it about, and there might be some thunderbolts before that happens. And then also, this is something that was said and Jeremy found for me. Thank you. Mrs. Eddy, when the, the first day the monitor went forth, this in truth is the lightest day of all days. This is the day when our daily paper goes forth to lighten mankind. Now... She, you know, she, she 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 saw this huge, tremendous need for an honest newspaper because because there weren't any, and she knew that the that the highest state of honesty that mankind could ever have had to be in Christian Science. That is why she left. The, I mean, God. I mean, she was so obedient. She was so faithful. It had to be named the Christian Science Monitor in order for the world to adopt a positive attitude towards Christian science and to see how practical it is and how operative it is in every, in every aspect of life. It was... A, it was it was divine inspiration, for sure. Unfortunately, what has happened to it by the human organization in Boston is a travesty. But that was her purpose. And that purpose cannot be thwarted, denied, uh, or reversed. We keep praying, and through these so-called troubled times, I do see a very bright light at the end of this tunnel and tremendous and wonderful changes happening. And as I said, in order for them to happen, it's not always this, as Gary's testimony says, a bowl of cherries, a walk through the park. Um, system, path of flowers. <laughs> systems are going to fall. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. All of these uh, systems that have been based on greed and um, other things will will fall. They have to fall. And what is right will rise up. The time will come. The time is now. And we can bring it forth. And we shall through this Christian science treatment that Mrs. Eddy gave us and which we love so deeply. And, of course... Florence's prayer this morning be put on the carousel. Florence, did you want to speak? No, I just know that what's right will rule. As it's ruling now, but we don't see it, but it will shine through. Yes. What's right will rule. Truth and right. Thank you. Yeah, we were talking about that hymn about where God is on the field, though he seems invisible. Yes. And also, we expect a bright tomorrow. All, all is well and will be well. The other that has come to me that I, I just want to go into because it, it, it deepened 
I just had a deepening understanding of this. We've talked here about the books we give on the website. I call them the creme de la creme. Now, I know there are others of you that love other Christian science readings, and, and some of them are recent, and some of them are very fine. Um, but I realized today, in doing this work that we are doing here as a remnant, it is so important, first, because many of you ha are reading all these other things, and you have not even read Science and Health, from cover to cover, nor have you read prose works from cover to cover, nor have you read the Bible from cover to cover. Those must come first beyond all this other stuff. Then the books that we have here, as I've explained, are from those who were taught by Mrs. Eddy or taught by someone who was taught by Mrs. Eddy. They have that early, the early workers who understood and who were under great fire now, we are under great fire now, and many of you, and especially of those of you who come closer to do this work, as most of you know by now, you will, you will, get, you will come under attack. You will start getting thoughts that you don't want to be here, or you don't like it, or somebody said something that offended you, or this place isn't what you thought it was. This is why we make the covenant. This is what I did years ago, because believe me, I had all those thoughts. I shouldn't have come here. This place is crazy. Are you kidding me? I, I want to go back to my normal life. I'm not going to do this. What are you talking about? And, and Mrs. Evans was crazy or whatever I got. And I had to work through all that. And these books helped me. And if you haven't read these books, then, then you do not have the proper understanding or ammunition to face the foe. So let these books come first especially so many of you who come in new like this, and then you have all kinds of ideas and suggestions and things, just quiet yourself and read the Carpenter books, especially. I mean, Karen, who finds our watching point every week, what have you said, Karen? She's here. Right? Yes. I'm right here. Okay. Um, I... <laughs> it, it is a... I, I, ever since I started doing this, it has been uh, opened my thought so much to the power of this of Christian science, and um, <clears throat> it's I just can't get my nose out of that book. I just love that book. In fact, right now, starting this year, I'm taking a watch a day, so I'm on number sixteen, seventeen today, and I'm just going to go through it day by day. I wouldn't be without it now, so I recommend. Highly recommend that everybody have this. Thank you. Thank you. And all of all of you here and all of you I know in Plainfield who have had the heat of the day on them. We've we've all read them. Mrs. Ed, Mrs. Evans taught from Martha Wilcox. She taught from the Carpenter books. We we lived them, we read them, we absorbed them. They are they're like your daily armor. It is so important. So if we were to advertise and, and, and all these newer things, you, you've got to go back to this stuff first. You can't scatter your fire yes. and hit the mark. And we need to hit the mark because the, 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 the enemy is, <laughs> is aimed at you. Don't, <laughs> don't be naive about that. It's a foundation. It is a foundation of being here. And there's a lot of books, so it's not like you don't have much to read. <laughs> You've got plenty. You all know that. Now, we've been at this for 40 years or so, so all of us have read these and studied them and gone over them many, many times. It's part of who we are. It's part of our arsenal, which is why we will not be deflected or taken off this path that we've been given to do. And thank God, most of you are not either. Thank God. Beauty. Uh, the, all, every argument that evil has ever came up with, it's in, it's in these books. And when it yes. comes to you, you say, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> 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 I've heard that before. <laughs> it's absolutely right. <laughs> yes. 
And That's you, right, Craig. This you. is this is what enables you to identify the counterfeit. Mm. When the counterfeit shows up, <laughs> recognize it for what it is, because the truth has been so well instilled in you that everything else, unlike the truth, just stands out like a sore thumb. That's so right, Craig. It's a blessing to know that you're not the first one that's gone through it. Too. <laughs> I know. Yes. And of course, all these early workers, my gosh, what was on their head. And and what we went through during those law years and, and they wanted give up to take away our reputation, our money, everything. They attacked us on every front and we were was overcome. And now it's I'm sure it's, it hasn't stopped. It's still going on. And and I know many of you do feel it. So. You will find great comfort and strength by going to our books that we have on the website. And I can't emphasize it enough. People send me a lot of other things, and they're fine. Some of them are very nice, but I'm, we're not selling them, nor will I necessarily um, advertise them. If you come upon them and you find them helpful, good. But please start with our textbook, our prose works, the Bible, and then what we have on the website if you want to be a serious worker if you don't then you can whatever you want to do and that's fine but for your protection and your understanding as to how to handle all the wiles of the devil so any any more comments or anything else i just wanted to I say to the next friends so mrs eddie is the way that she watched and worked for it and had everyone in, you know, Chestnut Hill watch and work for it, um, made it so that not only was she vindicated, but everybody on the opposing side was forced to see that it was completely untrue. Thank you. So. Thank you. And that's what we pray for now, that whatever truth, truth is truth, and, and there will be no division. It will be so obvious as to what's going on that there won't be all of this division or fighting with amongst each other. A common enemy is the Antichrist, and it takes various faces, but, but that would get us divided and confused. And that's the objective of the devil. Yeah. It is. Is to do that. Right. right. That's why in our watches and in our prayers for ourselves and for our nation, we pray that the truth be made known that the truth cannot be hidden, it cannot be perverted, it cannot be twisted, and nobody can be put to sleep by the lie. No. The last, the watches we had this past week, our Unity Watch, the first one was about the illusion, the illusion of animal magnetism, of era. It's an illusion and to pray daily that you be not tempted to believe in its illusion, whether it calls itself sin in our government or elsewhere, or in sickness, the pandemic, or problems with your own health. You're not going to be made to believe these lies. They're illusions. Work with daily, Mrs. Eddy says, and that was from Watching Point 132. It's an illusion. We, it appears real. But it is not. That's how we deal with it. And there's no other religion I know of, and it's not really a religion, but it's the science, the science that teaches this. And then the next, the next Unity Watch was on love, and has been on love, not to hate, um, and to be just amid lawlessness, to keep your peace. Because once you start, and that's, again, what ERA wants you to do, to hate, get upset, get confused, start fighting with everybody, then you're cooked. Because I just love. want to set this, um, I, I know I, I mentioned it in my testimony recently, but if anybody thinks there is an alternative to this, um, all you have to do is look at that one picture in Christ and Christmas, that first picture where the light, the star, is shining with all the gray and black clouds around it. But it's shining. And it was such a picture to me of 
if you think you can turn away from the light, there, there it is right there. It's the light or, or the darkness. And I just, yeah, or the darkness. I mean, it's, so it is a clear picture to me that there is no alternative. This is the Thank only way. Thank you very much. And everyone who's here today is here because they know there's no alternative. They, they know that this is the way. Oh, I should know. I think that's important to remember. Well, yeah. There's a reason why I came here. And when those thoughts come in, it actually, you know, just the other day I had a thought like Mary was saying, and it just made me laugh. Like, I already know what it's like <laughs> not being here. Why would I voluntarily go back to that? No, thank you. Thank you. Well, and it's not like we all have ascended either, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we don't all have more to learn, to grow spiritually, right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so we, we don't have to be impatient about this whole thing. And and as Mary said, as you as you take on uh, tasks to help to work in this church, you're going to find opposition. But you're also going to find false old beliefs within yourself that need to be changed. We have, and we've all had to face those. And those are all, those are sometimes more difficult to face than the challenges that come to you from, you know, from others. Because when, when, when you feel the discomfort of a false belief rearing its head within you and, and um, you know, rebelling against what God is demanding of you, <laughs> you're, you're going to feel like quitting. You're going to feel like blaming your practitioner. You're going to feel like blaming something. But don't, look, don't shoot the messenger. Look within and, and accept the discomfort as God's requirement to grow spiritually. I, I say this because we, we've, all, we've all had to experience this. We've all had to go through it. Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Evans warned us of this many, 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 many times. She called it the ring of fire. When you first come to this church, you find yourself getting on a highway that's already going 90 miles an hour. And it's hard to keep up. A lot of people can't do it. But if, if, you, if you desire, and if God sends you, and if you have it in your heart, you can get there. But just be aware that there will be baggage that you're going to have to drop along the way. Which is pride, temper, um, you know, things just start to well up in you uh, that you haven't faced before. <laughs> All kinds of things. And, and yeah, you, you know, you feel like lashing out. You haven't controlled these feelings before. Or, and maybe you've been very self-righteous as I was, because I was a good little Christian scientist and I never did anything wrong in my life. So I thought, <laughs> until Mrs. Evans started challenging me and all this stuff came roaring to the front. Holy, holy, right? <laughs> yes. Exactly. It doesn't feel good. I mean, it doesn't. But I feel that what helped me was when I learned to just know when it, when it was just so, I felt so bad to just know, no, God is with me. God is with me. I just have to keep repeating that, and it helps. Yes. So. Thank you, Florence. And that's the humility. That's the humility that is required to be of really good use <clears throat> to God and to mankind. Yeah, and, and I knew when I went through all this that I knew I was a, not a happy person. I knew I didn't really understand science. Deep in my heart, I knew that. And, and I really wanted to learn. So as hard as it was and how many timeouts I had to take or, or whatever else to get myself there, I kept at it. It was like the 
the turtle and the hare. Well, I was I was the turtle, and I'm still the turtle. <laughs> I still am working on it. I'm not too fast, but step by step. And and none of us have ascended. And I'm sure there are things here. I'm sure I have said things that perhaps I should not have said, and I apologize to God and to anyone that I offended. But we'll just keep learning and growing and digging deeper in this science because we have a great and mighty mission, and that is establishing the kingdom of heaven on earth. And why not? Which is our armor, like her prayer said. Yes. And if anybody can think of anything more rewarding to do, go do it. And it certainly, it does begin individually with yourself, your own struggles, your own work. And with individually, then it, then it, it multiplies. So for our nation, for all nations, for all mankind, this truth is here. So, all right, now we will go to the watching point. Watch number 320. Watch that you keep in thought the fact that the answer to the biblical query, O grave, where is thy victory? is to be found in the acceptance of the belief of birth. Science and health tells us that that which has a beginning must also have an ending. When you accept the belief of birth or a beginning, at that point the grave or man's ending gains its victory since it follows as a necessary consequence that mortal man must die. To accept birth is to accept death, as surely as to accept pride means to accept fear. Birth and pride represent separation from God, which means finity. When an electric battery is separated from the generator, which keeps it charged, a storage battery of finite duration. End quote. Thank you. So comments on that. Well, I found obviously it. the subject of life. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the subject of life, this week, you know, to, and I've been, you know, my practitioners been helping me to, to see that everything goes back to a belief of life and matter, birth in matter. And so <laughs> with the subject of life, you have to begin there. That there's no birth, then you don't have death. Like she, like it says, without a beginning, there's no end. And the word eternal is in the lesson, um, I know six or seven times, which means without beginning and without ending. So. Yeah, and that's a good point. Eternal means not only without end, but also without beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and remember also the word. The, the the words that were translated in the Bible, both in John here and also in Genesis, the words that were translated in the beginning really mean the only. That's true in Genesis and it's true in John here. In the beginning was the word. But that's the, that's the English translation what it really means spiritually is the the only so even god didn't have a beginning even man didn't have a beginning the story of mankind did not have a beginning it was the only florence now it's interesting to me the mention of pride and fear to accept pride means to accept fear. That's, it means okay, that thing called pride, it's always a problem. Yeah, yes. they, they are opposite sides of the same coin, aren't they? Well, when you're prideful, you, you believe you're doing something. That you're, it's a godless state. And once you feel you're doing something, you become afraid. And you also, the opposite of pride is shame. You're so prideful about what you've done, but then you're so shameful when something it goes wrong. 
it's a it's pride is a terrible thing and i had it i had so much pride and i i didn't even know it i didn't even know that was that hymn that says pride ruled my day well that was me and um you know it, it thank god for mrs evans cuz she kept beating me up on this <laughs> all of us everybody not just me everybody it was it was quite a cleansing process as as uh, florence said painful too but i found it interesting in in kimball's treatment for pain on page 130 of teaching and addresses he goes into pain being a belief of life and matter um and in the lesson citation eight in the bible says love not the world neither the things that are in the world if if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, to me, that goes with the watching point. And, you know, we all don't want to die. But birth well you know you have a baby and all the joy and all all of that and the pride of it the pride of life your beautiful child and then whoops your child does something awful and oh my gosh <laughs> that's a shame of it all so <laughs> you have to spiritualize all this and only through science can you and know it's only unfoldment of good and and you have not ever created anything nor were you created Otherwise, you get into the pride of life, also the lust, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, all of that. And it is a very downward spiral. So, and this is why we are, we are prayerful when we go to any kind of a, any kind of anything, like a, what do they call them, when they, a new baby is born or baptism. Yeah, baptism or shower. shower yes, like baby showers, shower. um, graduations. Oh, my son, he's graduating number one in his class. Aren't I great? Or, oh, my son is <laughs> barely making it. Aren't I, ter aren't I terrible? Oh, my gosh. It, it's, it's really, it is hell. When, it is all hell. And if you go to those things, you just got to be so prayerful and keep it spiritually minded and all children of God, everyone fulfilling their divine purpose. You, you've got to do extra work knowing all this. So you don't get into the pride of life or the shame of life. God's creation. And so often, maybe a child hasn't blossomed when he graduated from high school, but 10 years down the road, he could be really blossoming. So we just can't tell. And, and those Times must be times of deep prayer and not pride or shame. And we can't measure anybody by the world's standards. Thank you. <laughs> right? Sure. Because the world's standards are all superficial. They change from year to year. Uh, you know, they pass away. <laughs> the world passeth away. And the only thing that doesn't is the will of God. And that's for and that's for each each one of us individually as well as collectively. I like that the life it seems to come so much easier to the humble than to grasp it, that that uh, God is their life and they're not responsible. It's him that deserves the credit for any good, and you know, versus oh, you know, somebody that did not be as humble or feel like they were so weak that they couldn't do anything without him. It's just, it, I think everybody around the table is comes from humility, and everybody has come here, has learned it, or had it, and you know, and is able to to grasp it that it's God working, and it always has been. Exactly. Thank, Thank you, you very much. And Craig, everyone feels his humility. Oh, it's a great power. It's a great power. It's not fake. It's just there. And there's a, there's a beatitude that says that, isn't there? Anybody want to talk? 
Meek. They shall inherit the earth. They shall inherit the earth. Yeah. Life's going to go well for the humble. Right? Yeah. All yours, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You deserve it. It does. It does. But it's right there. Pride represents separation from God. So he's right. Humility. And for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So this carnal mind is death. It, it, it'll come. All of the pride in, in Galatians, you know, it talks about, um, well, the, the flesh. And it lists all these awful things <laughs> that are in the flesh. And then it gives the fruit of the spirit. But if you're going to live in all that lust and greed and pride and um, it, it's doomed to die because it has no part of life, not life in God. And that's, and that's why you will live in fear if you, if you go down that road. And that is what causes war. It's what yes. causes strife. That Who shall what, be greatest? Fight, fight for power. Money. Um, and it, it, those are the false systems that are doomed to die. I loved, you know, it was a quote from our calendar this week from Florence. I don't know if I can quote it, but it was just that, that we know that right will be victorious because evil is powerless. So even if it seems to spread its branches like the Green Bay for a while, <laughs> it's, it's doomed. It's doomed. It can't survive because it's not of God. It has no cause, law, or substance. Thank you. It has no cause, law, or substance. Now, in the in the beautiful story this week about the Good Samaritan, you know, I was taken with all the things he did to help the man in need. First, he had compassion on him. And he went to him. He bound up his wounds. He poured oil and wine. He set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And then the next day he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said, take care of him. And if you spend any more, I will come and repay you. Now that is going the extra mile, isn't it? All those things. He didn't just pick him up and say, well, have a good day. <laughs> I mean, it's quite a sobering lesson on on love. And Not to mention, he was a Samaritan. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he didn't. He didn't say accidents aren't real. <laughs> right. He said, accidents aren't real. Get up and get going. <laughs> but I I love that it says he had compassion on him because so many times it says that about Jesus. Yeah, compassion on them and heal them. Yes. And that point of being a Samaritan, I mean, I don't think they were, you know, friendly. So for him to overlook or go past that, to care for another, it's, it's just beautiful. Yeah. It really is. It is just beautiful. It just, what a, what a story. It overcomes so many obstacles and beliefs a true sense of life. And even though the man, you know, who he was talking to knew all the things, knew what he should do, Jesus challenged him and said, well, this is really, are you doing this? Again, very sobering. How much is, to see what was right. Yes. Now, Carrie had sent me, in Cal, Carrie in California, an article or part of an article called The Good Samaritan by John Dorley. Um I believe he was British, and we do have a few of his articles. But he made, he made some good points about this story, which brings it down to us in, in a different way. He said, the, Durley said, that man who fell among thieves symbolizes the mortality of you and me and every man. The human belief is that we have fallen among thieves of the carnal mind. Hate, envy, jealousy, materiality, self-interest, self-centeredness. And they have stripped us of our raiment, our Christhood, our undivided garment. 
And so Jesus in this parable was talking about every mortal man. The man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was making the mistake of going down from Jerusalem, which to the Jews was the epitome of good, to Jericho, which which was the epitome of all that was undesirable. He was going the wrong way, and as mortals, we're all going the wrong way because we are always hoping to find happiness, health, holiness, immortality, immortality, when mortality is hell itself. <laughs> Remember then that as a mortal, you are the fellow traveling down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and you have fallen among thieves, the carnal mind, the belief of life, substance, and intelligence in matter, and they have stripped you of your raiment. So I thought, well, if anyone is letting all the news reports and everything like that get to them, you're you're being stripped of your raiment. You guard your Christ. You don't let that happen. You don't get into it. You certainly need to have an idea of what's going on, but you keep your Christ consciousness. We were we were taught here, if whatever try whatever error tries to do, whether you're sick or miserable or depressed, <laughs> well, if you can maintain your Christ consciousness, rise above it, maintain that Christ consciousness, your peace, your joy, your mission in life. Error has howled and howled, but it has done nothing. Nothing. And you will soon find yourself lifted up to that point, even though you might feel like you're battling it. And then this goes on to say, I mean, he talks about the Samaritan and the great compassion that he had and how that is what is needed. Um, and then he talks about, as as that Samaritan, what the Samaritan did, um, what a practitioner or any healer has to do. You have to got to... Co- you have got to come where he is. You must be able to understand his difficulty. You've also got to be able to bind up his wounds. Wounds. You remember that Mrs. Eddy says that if you want to heal the sick, you must first learn to bind up the brokenhearted. Next, you've got to be able to take him and put him on your own beast, to carry him on your own understanding of God. Then you've got to be able mentally and spiritually to take him to a place where he can find some surcease from his struggle. Then you've got to take the two pence, which is the right idea of manhood and the right idea of womanhood, and support him on that. And finally, you've got to see the situation through to fulfillment. Whatsoever thou spendest more, then I come again, and I will repay thee. So I thought that was a beautiful different illustration of that story and and all that must be done and seen for for true healing that beautiful song he touched me and made me whole that's what the christ does it goes deep and makes us whole in every way and humanly as as florence pointed out the samaritans and the jews weren't exactly friendly on good terms the jews looked down on the samaritans and thought them inferior actually but here (laughs) jesus uses the samaritans to illustrate the humility that is required to heal to love and the the priest represents self-righteousness who was the other one, the Levite? Levite. Represents pride. Yeah, it, it brings it all down. I guess it goes back to what Gary was saying about the, the world's assessment of, of people. <laughs> Samaritan was the, the one that was expressing the Christ. And Jesus didn't accept that rivalry between the two nations. He refused to accept it. He said he come, came to break those barriers. Yes. That's what's one of the most beautiful things about The Chosen, that movie or whatever movie series, because it, it, it shows all that. There are no barriers. We're all one, all capable. We don't judge each other. 
or limit each other or feel superior or inferior to each other. We are brethren in Christ. And it's, it's brought out so beautifully. And that is the truth. And as we go forward, um, Gary's going to end. No, I can't believe it's, I have, didn't even read the golden text. <laughs> He's going to end. I, in my reading in prose works, I thought this was very beautiful and timely from Waymarks, which is in what retrospection and introspection. St. Paul said to the Athenians, for in him we live and move and have our being. This statement is in substance identical with my own. Quote, there is no life, truth, substance, nor intelligence in matter. End quote. It is quite clear that as yet, this grandest verity has not been fully demonstrated. But it is nevertheless true. If Christian science reiterates St. Paul's teaching... We, as Christian scientists, should give to the world convincing proof of the validity of this scientific statement of being. Having perceived in advance of others this scientific fact, we owe to ourselves and to the world a struggle for its demonstration. At some period and in some way, the conclusion must be met that whatsoever seems true and yet contradicts divine science and St. Paul's text, must be and is false. And that whatsoever seems to be good and yet errs, though acknowledging the true way, is really evil. As dross is separated from gold, so Christ's baptism of fire, his purification through suffering, consumes whatsoever is of sin. Therefore, this purgation of divine mercy destroys all error, leaves no flesh, no matter to the mental consciousness. I am persuaded that only by the modesty and distinguishing affection illustrated in Jesus' career can Christian scientists aid the establishment of Christ's kingdom on earth. In the first century of the Christian era, Jesus' teachings bore much fruit, and the Father was glorified therein. In this period and the forthcoming centuries, watered by dews of divine science, this tree of life will blossom into greater freedom, and its leaves will be for the healing of the nations. Ask God to give thee skill in comfort's art that thou mayest consecrated be and set apart unto a life of sympathy. For heavy is the weight of ill in every heart, and comforters are needed much of Christ-like touch. A. E. Hamilton. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.